0: <laughs> Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 160. So I'm talking to a friend of mine the other day, and, and he's the father of two, well, he has two small children. And, you know, like any responsible father, he's looking forward in time to when they go off to college. And, and he said something that really made me laugh. He said, Matt, I feel like a pig learning how to fatten itself up for the farmer. <laughs> and and I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, right now a good college will cost you $300,000 of post-tax dollars, and for him, looking, you know, say 15 years into the future at, say, a 5% inflation rate in the cost of a good college education, you know, he's looking at $600,000 post-tax for each child, so that's what, $1.2 million? And that's just the financial cost, right? You also have to get in, (laughs) right? You got to work really hard in order to be in a position to even be allowed to pay them this money. And given the the explicitly racist admission policies at colleges, the keyhole to get in is, is shrinking all the time. So there's more than just the monetary cost. To get in, your child, starting at a very young age, is going to have to is going to have to shape his or her entire life to fit the mold of what an admissions person wants right so so not just the classes that they take but their hobbies their activities their entire day is going to end up being defined, not by what they want to do, not by what excites them, but what hole (laughs) the college is trying to fill that year. Do they need water polo players? Do they need piano players? Do they need, you know, pick your poison? The point is that whatever they want, people who want to get in have to do. So the result is going to be that the children train themselves to jump through the arbitrary hoops of of authority. And then it gets even worse. Imagine you're the student, and you have to think about what you want to do after you graduate. And that's not an easy decision because the world is evolving so quickly. It's changing so quickly. I I think it was Wayne Gretzky who said you have to skate to where the puck is going. You have to skate to where the puck will be. But that means you're skating towards a place where there's no puck at the moment. And so you risk looking like a fool at first. And I was thinking about this dynamic with a friend of mine, and we came up with this with this framework <laughs> of how industries evolve. Sort of these four steps of industry evolution, <laughs> right? To be super pretentious about it. Sort of thinking about the life cycle of an industry. So the first stage we came up with was was, well, I'll call this the stage where parents mock you. <laughs> this is when your parents will say, what, you think you can play video games for a living? Or, or you think you're going to be able to skateboard for a living? Or, or you think Pokemon cards are a career these are the early days when it's not monetarily rewarding, but it's something that people have a passion for. I mean, it's a cold area, but it's it's exhilarating. You're, you're exploring an entirely new territory. It's all new. It's all exciting. Then the second stage is the real phase of growth. It's where the people who were early, these passionate fans, they start building something real. And then often they're using new forms of distribution to do this, like like YouTube or, or Twitch or Discord or Patreon. And these early adopters start to really succeed. They start to make money, they start to get famous, and they're having fun while they do it. And I think I would describe this stage as the stage where your parents are telling you they're worried about you. (laughs) We're worried that you think this is still a viable career option. Then the third stage is the maturity of the industry. And this is when your parents start to ask you questions, (laughs) when they're starting to get a little curious and they realize this is something you've been involved in for years. Maybe they ask you, what's this Facebook thing I keep hearing about? Or, Or they say, what's the Bitcoin? By now, everyone sees the opportunity, okay? And there is this flood of supply. People who aren't even that interested in the field enter it because they see that it has opportunity. And then people start to hack the system, right? They start to figure out how to succeed. They figure out the algorithm for success. I think this is the stage where you start to see books being published on how to succeed in the field. You know, something like, uh, I don't know, web developers for dummies or <laughs> or five easy steps to become an Instagram star. And the strange thing is all of this supply actually increases the amount of demand for that industry for a while. So for example, you have a bunch of new lawyers, and what do they do? They start suing everyone, (laughs) which creates demand for more lawyers. Or you have all these new doctors, and they need to fill their waiting room somehow, so they start inventing diseases, or or the hospital that they work for starts pressuring them to increase the number of tests or the number of procedures, or or all those new therapists, right, are all gung-ho, and they start pathologizing normal behavior, and you watch the DSM expand and expand and expand, or all those new finance professionals, all these new MBAs, start innovating, right, they start financial innovation, and they start using leverage and piling debt on every company they can get their hands on until the entire economy is fragile, then the fourth stage is paralysis, okay, the growth is over, all the opportunity has been sucked out of the field, all the excitement is gone. I think it's this stage where you see prestigious grad school programs that that claim to offer the badge of credentialism, but mostly they're just taking your money. <laughs> so this reminds me of a story. Uh, the Undertaker, he's a professional wrestler, and he was on Joe Rogan a while back. And he told this story of his early days in the business, where there was a very famous amateur wrestler who offered lessons in how to do pro wrestling and it was $2000 so this guy scrapes together the money he goes and basically it's a scam the the trainer right the school the coach the teacher would take your money and then they would hurt you badly, (laughs) which is very easy if you're a wrestler who knows what they're doing. So these newbies would come in, the teacher would take their money, hurt them badly over and over until they quit. Anyway, that's what it reminds me of. And I think this is the stage where... Parents are now advising you to go into the field, (laughs) right? (laughs) Now that it's in decline or now that it's sclerotic, that's when they tell you to go into it because they're old, right? And so they only remember the good times. You're the college grad who just spent $300,000 or you're a grad student who just spent a half a million dollars, right? So you can't take risks. You have to stay on this path that looked like a good idea 10 years ago or 50 years ago. I mean, you're committed. You're committed, even though that path is looking a lot darker now than it used to. And I think this is where you see industries that have evolved into pyramid schemes, because you still have more people trying to get into it than the industry can comfortably support. And the people at the top basically take advantage of this naive entrant. And I think this is where you get grad students acting like free labor for their universities. And you get adjunct professors making $1,200 per class while the Baby boomer tenured professors are on the lecture circuit telling everyone else how privileged they are. (laughs) And this is where you get law firms who just churn through associates who don't have a prayer of making partner. This is where you have medical students and and residents working 100-hour weeks at below minimum wage. This is where you get on the corporate ladder at 25 And it takes you until you're 35 to realize that the ladder goes nowhere, right? (laughs) The ladder goes nowhere. But by then, well, you're 35. They've got you, right? You have a mortgage, and you still have student debt, and you have a couple kids, and your costs are already exceeding your income. So I look at this and I say, don't join an industry that was rewarding 30 years ago. Don't join an industry that your parents still think is rewarding. You need to skate to where the puck is going. And you have to accept you might look foolish. That's all I got this week. I'll catch you later.